Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hello, it's nearly over. <laughs> Hooray. But we've got one last one to do. Welcome to Rich Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as all the cool kids call it, Rehef. Might be the last one ever. I think it is going to be the last one ever. So well done for coming down, all these people. Fantastic to see you. Um, uh, you know, no, it's been re- really good fun. And I'd like to thank everyone at the stand who have been amazing. Tommy and Dave and Jerry and everyone uh, at the bar and upstairs uh, who've helped out. So it's been great. But, uh, you know, I'm just I'm too old for this shit. Uh, so uh, we'll see whether I come back. I mean, I'll, I'll be back, I'm sure, in the fringe. But uh, maybe not doing this. We'll see. Uh, but uh, today, the people who've come have a chance to win some amazing stuff. Uh, they look at some actual champagne. Look at this. That's, that's from the stand. Um, a um, potato masher I had to buy because there wasn't one in the flat. I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving it in the flat. They've, they made me pay to cut another key, the fuckers. So I'm not, they're not getting anything. I bought pans. I'm taking those home with me. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, there's a whole proper pack of Haribos. That's how crazy it's gone. Um, and uh, my talking cock book and uh, a DVD that you can uh, buy from gofasterstrike.com if you want. Half a bottle of uh, Bertolli uh, Berberio olive oil. Should have bought the small bottle, it turns out. Um, a pack of butter that's been unopened, but it's going to be under the lights of the stage for it might be a bit rancid. Um, some, uh, you'll like this ginger, gingerbread porridge for the Scotch people. That's proper good stuff. That's from, I, don't know, I, don't really like, I like ginger and I like porridge. Didn't work out for me. Uh, small amount of tomato ketchup. I've got a car. I could take all this stuff home. Um, I might go through the whole thing. Uh, most of a pack of grapes. from Mar- That's from Marks and Spencer's. Marks and Spencer's grapes. That's, you can nibble on those during the show. Uh, some bre- uh, lo- most of a loaf of bread. Uh, ben Moore's mayonnaise. That's Ben Moore. <laughs> Don't know if you want that. Some uh, got a few of those chili. Yeah, you can add to cooking. Quite a lot of potatoes. Um, some more porridge because I didn't. That's for, then that's half a pack. Uh, that's large flakes. Uh, that's about it. Uh, so uh, so that's what you're playing for. And all the Scotch money in my wallet as well. You'll get because that is that's no good to me. It's no good to me down in uh, London. So I have, whatever I've got left over, we'll have a look in a sec. Uh, it's just like play money and there's some kind of I don't know what's that come off the, where's that come from I don't know Something, something's leaking in there but that's alright that's it so I hope whoever wins that you know has a flat here because <laughs> otherwise it's going to be slightly annoying and some crayons and stuff one of those look at that see that's what you could if you, if you turned up people at home could have had that is really shit that is really shit did I say the look, honey some small, a small amount of honey <laughs> but I'll put that in there. That's good. And, and of course, uh, two copies of the free magazine Bitter and Jaded by a bloke. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up online if you want to see about it. So that's what's going on there. Um, uh, and I'm also running a half marathon. If you've enjoyed this at home or here in the, in the, in the, in the stand one, uh, you can sponsor me to run a half marathon in October that I have not trained for. <laughs> so there's an element, there's a danger of death. That's what's exciting about it. <laughs> I'll be right. I've been walking around a lot. That's, that counts, right? Uh, and uh, you can go to, I believe, www.uk.virginmoney.com slash Richard Herring, and then you can sponsor me if you wish. You don't have to. It can be like one P. You can put in. I don't think you can. But, uh, you know, you can put in a small amount. It'd be lovely if everyone, if everyone who listened to that gave a pound, just a pound. 
paid a pound for the 75 episodes of this they've listened to, uh, then we'd have a lot of money. We'd have like £50,000, so that would be awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's 75 hours of this uh, to listen to. So I think that's enough to be going on. One of them isn't really listenable, I have to say. And, uh, and if you're an audiophile, you know, quite a lot of them aren't listenable. But remember, it is the audiophile's faults uh, that... Uh, <laughs> that we're not doing any more of them. Blame them it is their fault, uh, not my fault. Uh, so uh, I've had a nice time. Have you all enjoyed Edinburgh? Been okay? Yeah. Yeah. Your back, old cock bongo. Yeah. Have you been to any of the others during the run, or is this you've just come specially for this one? Been working. You've taken the day off specially. You got fired. <laughs> is that true? Wow. Oh, yeah. What did you do? go in and say, I'm cock bongo. <laughs> I've gotten to kind of Harry Houdini thing here, <laughs> taking off my. It's, it's, the, it's an end of term atmosphere. <laughs> but, uh, you got a free DVD on the way in, right? Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a free get one on the way out. There's a free 10 DVD if you uh, didn't pick one up. Uh, I've got loads of them left. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you can buy those from gofaststrike.com if you want to get one, or just, you know, I might give them out in some of the shows in the future. Oh, should we just have a sit back and relax? <laughs> oh, the, the guest didn't show up. So uh, we're just, it's just going to be chatting to Cock Bongo. What, what did you do to get sacked? Uh, what, did you get your cock out? In, you got your cock out in the office and waved it around? <laughs> it was all bang she didn't do. You didn't do your job, so they sacked you. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It's a shame to... It's sad, isn't it? So, so, so it's a bit of a down note to go out on. The, have you got another job lined up? Do you want some free honey to keep <laughs> that'll, that'll sustain you. Actually, I'll give you the, I'll give you the porridge, because that is really, you could probably, if you know, that's one, if one of those a day will probably be enough to keep a Scotchman going. So, um, uh, look, anyway, we've got a fantastic guest for the final show. I can't believe we've got him. Uh, will you please welcome, he is best known from being on Let's Do Lunch with Gina, Gino and Mel. <laughs> Not even Des and Mel. Let's Do Lunch. Will you please welcome Jason Manford, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Remember him on Gino and Lunch? Let's do lunch. Gino and Mel. Time, <laughs> Do you remember that? The Gino and We'll get that out of the way because that's what everyone will be interested yeah, in yeah, hearing yeah, about. Uh, do you remember? Was a, was how was that being doing Let's do lunch? Just an honour. Just <laughs> an honour more than anything. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was up there with the Royal Variety. And that yeah. Kind of <laughs> when you get the call. Yeah. When you're like, you're like, really? You think, <laughs> this is one of my mates winding me up, and then suddenly you're on the set, and you're like, I can't believe Mel and Gino are here. <laughs> what did you have for lunch on Let's Do Lunch? Yeah, beef Wellington. Did you? That's yeah. nice. That's a bit heavy for lunch. Yeah, I know, but I'm a greedy bastard, so I just thought. <laughs> and also, I can't cook that myself. There's no point going on one of those shows and getting them to make something you can make yourself. Yeah. So you just go. Beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> they have to make it. It's That's brilliant. great. I love it. Fantastic. Can I take this off? You can, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and uh, and but you can have a grape if you want, David. If you feel like a grape during the, this, is just some free. I don't we know someone's prize really. Yeah, that's for the audio files. That's good. <laughs> make it a noise. Um, so uh, we got uh, our, our stand up today. Uh, we're going to have later on is the, is the barman, one of the barmen here at the stand who is uh, is is doing stand up as well, and he's got got to done well in competitions and stuff but it'd be very nice to have him on he may do a show next year but that's kind of you were just saying that's kind of how you started yes. out collecting glasses yeah and I was just having a chat with him uh, backstage because that's how I started um, I was um, well I, was, I wasn't old enough to work behind the bar I was glass collecting uh, right. in, a, in, a, in a pub and I mean I've been asked to 
Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and paid accordingly. But um, yeah, I was, I was, and it was, it was at a pub that had all sorts of, you know, weddings and funerals and whatnot. And yeah. they also had this comedy club, uh, the, the Buzz Comedy Club in. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. You remember yeah. that in, in, in Manchester? And um, and then a couple of acts sort of struggling a little bit. They didn't make it up from London, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the compare the uh, agroman who used to run the gig. Yeah. Um, he the human anagram. Human anagram. Yeah. That's his best <laughs> gag. He won't mind me saying, lovely John Marshall. Yeah, he was panicking, and the landlady said, "Oh, J- Jason's funny." I was sixteen. I said, "Oh, Jason's funny." And I'm like, "When you're sixteen, I mean, you might be funny, but you're not really." And um, and they said, "Oh, why don't you let him have a go?" And he was so desperate, he, he let us have a go. Right, and, and I did, and it went okay. And then, um, and then actually, weirdly, uh, about eight. I've, I've, I've never told this to anyone, but eight gigs later, um, I, I won Northwest Comedian of the Year, and. Uh, and I thought I was brilliant. Like, I properly <laughs> thought, I have cracked this. <laughs> what is everyone going on about? It's a piece of this. <laughs> With my seven minutes of gold. And um, <laughs> and then, of course, people said, can you come and do 20? <laughs> and uh, 30 minutes of padding, soon yeah. uh, you soon wake up. And then I was rubbish for two and a half years. Well, like, you, know, yeah. you know, it's arguable. But uh, for two and a half years, well, I just thought, this is, I'm not good at this at all. But yeah, I got properly big-headed really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, got that's when it seems to happen that in the, in Manchester there are these competitions of people you know Peter Kay somebody won it yeah. straight away and well according to his book his very uh, self-aggrandizing <laughs> book I have to say <laughs> about how brilliant everything he's ever done is which is fine uh, he, he sort of goes yeah I just I went for my first gig I won the Northwest Comedian of the Year well, I mean maybe there's just something in the water over there. <laughs> there is, yeah. I, yeah, yeah I just found myself um, they said oh do you want to enter this I was like alright maybe and then entered it and then yeah and then then won it like a ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I look at the, the the two guys who um, were supposed to win it. You know, the ones that everyone was like, "Oh, he's gonna." One was very ill on the day and yeah. didn't turn up, <laughs> and uh, and the other one just. Um, you know when you do that thing where you, where you have a chat with someone on the front row hoping they're a plumber and then you do your plumbing stuff? <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he went, uh, she, he said something like, um, oh, what do you do for a living? Like, he, said, he was taking the mickey out of this girl for a crappy jumper and he said, what do you do for a living? And she went, I work for Save the Children. <laughs> <laughs> And the audience won't do a joke about that, like, <laughs> and so he sort of he sort of ruined it himself, really. So what I mean, so when I say I won it, like I I mean I should really give it off if those two <laughs> would have done it. Off. Yeah, so, insulting uh, charity workers, and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so were you 16 when you won that? Were you I was still 17, 17, just right. 17, yeah. Yeah. Because so. you've sort of acted as a bit of a mentor to uh, Jack Carroll, who's a fantastic yes. comedian yeah, who we mentioned yeah. yesterday, who, who did well in uh, Britain's Got Talent. He did very well. Yeah. Uh, is that part? Is that you sort of? Is that sort of recognising that? Or just that's yeah, a nice thing to do. It was an odd thing, really. I, I, I sort of um, got, well, he got in touch a couple of years ago when he was like 12 or 13, I think, or 12, I think he was, and someone had just sent me a tape of him doing a gig at his parents' uh, that's right, uh, yeah. anniversary. And um, and he was really funny, like a really just like a little, just like an like an old man in a, <laughs> in a, a boy's body, which that doesn't sound correct now. <laughs> <laughs> Can they arrest him for being <laughs> inside himself? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> out of context that sounds odd, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Figuratively, and uh, he, um, yeah, he just really made me laugh. He had some really uh, lovely gags, and uh, and then um, I just thought, you know, because you get sent quite a lot. I mean, I'm sure you do as well. You know, people get in touch. So can you help so and so? Can you help me nephew? Can you help? Me? And then 
I, I got him to do a couple of gigs with me, and uh, he came along, did some gigs, and he was really funny. And, I thought, and so I sort of, and he, but he's really knowledgeable about stand up, like yeah. he's and he's really hard on himself as well. Um, you know, for a, I mean, he's 15 now, and he's like he had like three or four gigs in uh, Edinburgh, and he uh, doing 10 minutes, and he was like, and he was doing like a different 10 minutes <laughs> each time. I just have to sit him down, Richard. I said that. <laughs> I said you're making us look bad, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's. Uh, but you know what? I think he's got. I think he's got whatever it is. And um, and if anything, coming second in Britain's Got Talent helped. You know, yeah. because we don't like winners, and uh, <laughs> and we don't and we don't like winners in stand up. You know what I mean? No, in comedy, yeah. we, you know, you need to be a bit of a loser. And, and yeah. so he, I think that was good. Um, and he, he sort of asked me originally. He said, "Oh, do you think I should go on?" Because they actually asked. They approached him. Yeah. And said, "Will you co- will you come on it?" Uh, that's that's how the show really works. <laughs> and um, and, uh, and they approached him and said, "Will you come on it?" And he was on an iron because he wanted to be stand up, but he wa- but he wanted to be respected. Like he doesn't want to just do jokes and stand. He wants to be respected by other stand ups. And he thought by doing Britain's Got Talent, um, that would be detrimental. And I sort of, and I said to him, "Look, you know what? If you were if you were a 25 year old able bodied guy, I'd say go and do." circuit go and do a crappy gig in mirth control gig in, uh, in the middle of nowhere in uh, in Plymouth for four quid and down your ass and then and then one up in Aberdeen and, and do all that for, for ten years and then you they thought god you know what he's 14 he's cerebral palsy you know he's counting on his mum to give him a lift to all these gigs I thought you know what if you can get a little lift up yeah by doing Britain's Got Talent then who's, who's gonna begrudge you that what sort of what sort of horrible comic is gonna go <laughs> I don't respect you because you did that so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know a few who would, like, but I mean, still, like, still, I just thought, no, do you know what? And he come across really well, and he got he loads did. of stuff out of it. And I mean, my favourite bit was when he, when he walked on. And this is a compliment to any other person, right? Any other comic goes on. If someone, if someone says this, this is a compliment from Alicia Dixon, one of the uh, honoured judges. And um, she, he walked on, and he was getting compliments of David Walliams and, and Simon Cowell. And Alicia Dixon said, you made me laugh before you said anything. <laughs> <laughs> when that's said about Tommy Cooper, we understand what that means. But when that's a small boy in a wheelchair, that's not... <laughs> that's pretty wrong, isn't it, from old evil Alicia Dixon. <laughs> I think it's a very tough gig for a comic. I mean, because you don't want, as a comedian, you don't want to go out into a room of people going... Come on then, yes. you better be funny, you know, is this person going to be shit or good? Yeah, so it's kind of amazingly brave to do it. I mean, obviously, maybe the disability gives them, like, people yeah, are going to go, yeah, fuck off, yeah, yeah. fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. But, but they're still, are oh, they going, oh, it's going to be terrible. So it's an amazingly brave thing it's, to do. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's like in the Seinfeld documentary isn't it when, when he says like I mean he's Jerry Seinfeld and, and he says you get five minutes grace don't you, you get a couple of minutes grace yeah. no matter who you are or what your disability is or what you look like whatever it is on stage you'll get a couple of minutes where the audience <laughs> go alright fair enough like you know <laughs> but if you're not funny after two minutes they'll be they will heckle you and yeah, shout, yeah. don't matter what, what's going on so no he still had to do the business and, yeah. and he did bless it no he did it was fantastic and another thing you did recently I saw on Facebook I don't know, is that you uh, during uh, Ramadan you went you kind of said can I come and eat yeah. <laughs> with a Muslim uh, family yeah, the, the on, on Facebook and then people kind of invited you around for dinner yeah it was just a bit I hung, worked out a bit hungry yeah. <laughs> 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 free, get a free meal here yeah and then and uh, just disguise it as being PC yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was, actually, I was, I was in Chesterfield, I think, and I was driving back to Manchester, I had my sister with me, and uh, she's still at school, and um, she was telling me about a friend of hers who, you know, she said she'd gone and stayed at their house, and uh, they were Muslim, and the, and the, the amount of food that they were eating, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> and um, I was like, I'm, I'm liking the idea of this. And, uh, and I remember from when I was a kid, you know, we had, uh, there was uh, people, uh, the Muslims on our road who, um, who were practicing, uh, observing Ramadan, I think the, the phrase is. And, uh, and I thought that'd be a great idea. So I went on Facebook and I just put, anybody, any Muslims in a South Manchester area <laughs> who are observing Ramadan at the moment and are, are going to have a massive meal when the sun goes down, <laughs> that is also roughly when I get hungry. <laughs> 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 so if there's anyone having any like Ramadan scram, and yeah. uh, I'll, um, I'm more than happy to come round. And um, and weirdly, loads of people invited me, and um, and I sort of had to, you know, obviously have to filter it a bit. And uh, and then there was this, uh, this is this like lovely woman who's in a profile picture, it was a picture of her and her kids and her family and her husband and, and mum or whatever. And they lived up the road, and I thought. Oh, why not? And I was, yeah. I was with my sister for protection, like, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just push we her in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just check first. See, it's all right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we went. And you know what? It was brilliant. And and, and you know, slightly enlightening. You know, in a way. I mean, it wasn't like I was closed minded about it anyway. But no. um, you know, obviously, the food was great, which was ace. And uh, and the, but the company was good as well. I thought I'd stay half an hour, and then you know, and thought oh, I'm going to regret this. Yeah. And then after like two or three hours, I thought I'd better go. Had you, had you when not I was going been, through their cupboards? Had you, had you observed and but not eaten all day, or had you been eating all day and then just went and had some more food? <laughs> Probably not as strict a Muslim as I, <laughs> as I portray. Uh, no, actually, I think I don't know about you, but I don't. I can never eat before a gig. Yeah. Um, so and I sort of got up late and then. So I think I'd, I must have had a little bit. I was properly hungry. Yeah. So I mean, you know, not 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 to a holy level, but um, but, but uh, did you get any flack? Did you get flack from people about? about I did. It? Yeah, I did. Um, it's insane. Yeah. So I got this. Um, so then the EDL, uh, well, I don't know if it was them or not. Who knows? But it was people claiming they were, and uh, and they sort of yeah, they started coming on my Facebook, and uh, and one of them called me um, one of them called me uh, a traitor. And uh, said you're a traitor. I thought, who t like who too? Like, who am I a traitor to? Like I have more in common with this Mancunian family who are eating late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it was weird, and it was quite fun because there was the other thing I wasn't able to talk about at the time was I was about to fly out to Afghanistan to do some gigs at Camp Bastion. Oh, yeah. So I properly just for for about two weeks was just like goading, like getting these like you're a traitor. How yeah. dare! You, you're a, you're a shame on this country. And then the next thing I posted was, anyway, I've got to go to Camp Bastion to do some gigs for the troops. And I imagine there was quite a few EDL who went, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I went out to entertain the uh, Taliban, so, uh, so I, uh, that's how right on I am. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't like my stuff so much. I have to say, it was. <laughs> but it was it was a funny um, it was, well, it was a, definitely a funny couple of weeks like, and uh, yeah. you know it was it was good fun having um, like I think like I, they did something on like Ramadan Diaries I think on Channel Four right. like it went it spiraled a little bit like, I wasn't expecting you know it sort of does sometimes and um, what I found it uh, sort of interesting was that we only ever 
hear about really serious Muslims. Like, even, you know, we either hear about fanatics and the mentalists, and then, or we just think, even the ones who are not mental, we think, oh, they're just very serious about this religion and there's no yeah. room for, like, joking about it. Or uh, And actually, when you think about Christianity, you think, oh, there's, there are the same nutters, yeah. and then there's the ones who take it properly seriously, and then there's the one who go, well, I give up a bit of chocolate at Lent, <laughs> and then I, you know, I do go, I sort of like Christmas and that. And, um, <laughs> and you forget that there is there, yeah. are, there are Muslims who are also a bit like I I, sort, I do my best <laughs> you know and um, and I quite like that it was quite it was quite fun to sort of meet that side of it and yeah. um, and that they're not treating it so seriously like there was a point where um, where the husband who's from Pakistan um, he'd been he's been over here like 15 years and uh, and I was asking him about how he gets through his day and how he prays so many times like you know yeah. busy, do you ever forget or do you ever uh, how do you know you're always facing the right way and you know this and uh, and he said to me <laughs> quite a thick accent but he said he said well because I know where I work and I and, and I look out and I can see Manchester Arndale Centre and I think well if that's there that must be West <laughs> <laughs> but it is true that so, I, mean, I think even with the with must I, be East sorry I've got I, it wrong myself there, but <laughs> when, I, when I did Christ on a Bike you know there was a mm. little bit a few tiny little protests mm. you know around the place but that's the the thing is, it really annoyed me because that gets the that gets the coverage. Yes, so the extreme course. Christians who are you know, who aren't doing anything that Jesus says, which is turn the other cheek and forgive your enemies, yes, that's it, and yeah. give, you know they they should be giving me jokes, shouldn't they? Really, if they're good Christians, they should, <laughs> if someone offends you, give them some more material to do. Uh, and so, they're, but they're the ones that get all the the press, and then all the Christians who are doing Christianity properly who yeah. aren't get, making a fuss, yeah. don't get anything. So you know, normal people like my mum and dad who are, who are nice Christians who do good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, it was interesting when, when I was chatting to one of the guys there, and um, he was really funny, and uh, he was from Rochdale. He had a really strong accent, and uh, he said to me, he said, "I can't, you know, I was I was walking in town the other day, and so a couple of lads shouted at me. He said, uh, get back to where you come from.' I, I said, "What Rochdale?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, Go, yeah, we're very, very extreme. <laughs> yeah. We believe if you're not on the street, you were born. Yeah. Fuck off, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get it work. No, get back to your street, you were born. Into the house. Yeah, your actual house. Like. <laughs> yeah, he um, he was saying that uh, when something happens, like. Um, like the, the you know like Lee Rigby being uh, being killed when something happens like that he says that you and and the EDL sort of use that as a as a way of going right we can now sort of radicalize some of the people who were like were wavering who weren't that bad we can that'll get them to sway to our side and and he said if anything when you like a, when you're a Muslim and you see that happening it almost I mean not I know it's varying degrees of it but it almost affects you more because you think oh shit, like we were sort of doing all right, like yeah. people are starting to like us a bit now and now we're going to get lumped in with all these dickheads on, and I, we hate that as much as yeah. any other human being because that's a, a human issue, not a, a racial you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, but also the guys who did that said we're doing this in order to create a war yes. on the streets and so if you then do, do it, you're just yeah. doing what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. So if you start, start doing all this ridiculous stuff, you know, so I think most people, obviously yes. there's extremists on both sides, but most people get it and I think that's, that's a very positive thing. Russell Brown was talking about the same thing. Mm. We should be going and sort of giving each other gifts and stuff, you know, and, and meeting yeah. each other because most people are decent. Or just giving overweight comedians <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're a traitor to our 
UK unspicy food. How dare you? <laughs> Eat some plain potatoes. I've got plenty of stuff in here you could be eating. Chips, yeah. I'll take out the chilli sauce that's in there because that's a bit that's a bit traitorous. Have <laughs> 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 a, a non-UK based uh, vegetable. Uh, so they grow they grow here now. Uh, so uh, you probably got some good answers to this, I think. But I, I've been asking everyone because my show's about death. What's the closest you've come to death? Because I can I can certainly think of one case where you've come oh, quite right, close to you? dying. Yeah. Um, I remember when the Stig saved my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Not literally, like, but his advice. Yeah. I'd done done Star in a reasonably priced car for Top Gear Live or something or other, and uh, and I wasn't very good, but... um, it was it was in London somewhere and it was indoors weirdly enough and uh, and there was crowds all the way around and I was like oh I don't know if I like this and uh, so I was like mirror signal manoeuvre like taking it properly and um, and then he as he was as we were driving round and I sort of skidded out a little bit he said he said and I tried to avoid something he went don't try and avoid anything he said just aim for the place where the, you want the car to be right. so don't try to avoid something because then you will hit it but if you look for the space where you think right I need the car to go there so that was that was uh, in like the November and then the weather was horrible I think in December and I was going off to do a gig up in the northeast um, with Alfie Bow the opera singer and I was driving up there like you do it's a very job and um, I was driving up there and I was, I was I just slipped on some uh, black ice. The car went on some black ice, and uh, as I was travelling at 70 miles an hour, I um, <laughs> the car span, and then suddenly I was side on uh, right. on the motorway, and there was sort of lorries coming at me. This was like last year, yeah. And uh, and suddenly the voice of the stick, <laughs> um, but not the face, famously, uh, just the vo- just the voice of the of the stick came in, and I and I saw the embankment at the, at the side, and I thought, right, I'll aim for that, and right. uh, managed to get my car. Up there on wow. its side, yeah, and uh, it was a write-off, like, but still, I. Uh, <laughs> so you I nearly killed it. Alfie Bow. So, well <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but he he used to be a panel beater, right. and uh, and so he was at the gig at the time. He was actually in the northeast at the time. I was I was driving by myself, oh, okay. and uh, and I rang him to say I'm not going to make this gig, and then sort of jokingly said, I'll send you the bill for the uh, for the car. He used to be a, a panel beater and a, a mechanic, and he sent me a message back to say, no, no like I hope you're all right. Was like <laughs> saying, well, let me have a look at it first before you. <laughs> <laughs> but you also you were in a car when both the front tyres yes, flew out. Yes, I well. was. Yeah, on the way down to uh, oh, Swindon. You're, you're, oh. a, you're a risk on the road. I so really that's, am, yeah. thought, that's what I thought you'd go for. Yeah, I no, I was, this is the story. Oh no, he's nearly, he's nearly died. Another the car one. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, I wasn't driving that time. No. Uh, a mate of mine was driving. Uh, who was my tour manager at the time? And uh, yeah, we got both. I think both uh, driver's side tyres uh, blew out in the fast lane. Yeah. And we went across, uh, yeah, all three lanes <laughs> of traffic and um, and ended up like that. <laughs> you know, with nails in the dashboard. Like, and, uh, but, you know, every cloud, it meant I didn't have to do Swindon. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you've got to look at the positives, haven't you, in life? It's a very extreme way to get out of gigs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it about... I had to go... Obviously, I had to do it again, sort of, uh, when I could fit it back in six months later. And then I did the gig. And what's funny is there's always audience members who are still a little bit annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> As if you did it on purpose, like, you busted, like, properly annoyed with it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's when you're on the way back from gigs and you nearly crashed, and you think, God, that could have been my last ever gig in Swindon. Yes. It's kind of worse. Yeah. At least you would, your last gig wouldn't have been in Swindon. Yeah. If you died on the way there, it would have been the one before, so that would have been fine. And you grew up, this is very exciting, in the Triangle of Death... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's one talking of, of death. So that was another. Tra- yeah. yeah. You would have died at any moment. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. No, I was one of those. Um, I'd ne- it was never called that when I was a child, right. of course, and uh, it's always hard to sell your house. Uh, there. But um, no, we just we lived in Wally Range in Manchester, which is uh, which was next to Moss Side and Hume. And at the time, you know, there was a lot of sort of gang-related crimes and yeah. stuff. So, so the press, I think, had dubbed it the Triangle of Death. But nobody, you know, it was like nobody ever called it that. Like you know, the Quadrangle of Fear. Like it was never like no one was just sort of putting uh, shapes and emotions together. But um, at the time, I don't know where I don't know where that came from, to be honest. But yeah, it was it was. But like anything, like you don't know any different do you when you're growing up so you just sort of you just get on with things but um yeah it was definitely give us a good uh, a good start <laughs> yeah, just have to, you have to kill people within that triangle or it yeah. wrecks it yeah it's sort well, of turning into a pentangle yeah. Duncan, no bring him over <laughs> yeah. here he's got to be inside the, yeah. look at the map he's it, the gang leader was very ocd <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to drag a body but into the triangle <laughs> they could work out where he lived from doing some <laughs> rudimentary geometry. Uh, so uh, I, I do a section called Citation Needed from your Wikipedia page. There's quite a lot on your Wikipedia page. Right, okay. That needs citations Go on. needed. Uh, they're not interesting facts. No. In June 2007 to November 2007, so a six-month period, right. you were the Paramount... Paramount continuity announcer and writer, is that true? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's that sorted that. out then. Uh, no, one of just the, I would to say this. it's probably the most boring job I've ever had in my life. Every week, just going, next up, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in the end, I got sacked because um, I said, because um, they said, oh, I'll try and do little jokes on it. And I said, uh, and I said next up, Sex in the City. Um, I had Sex in the City once, although uh, the city was Leeds and I was by myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> That was the last uh, episode of it. That was the last. <laughs> and <so proud>. another, <laughs> another uh, one is that you played. And I don't think this is definitely true, but I think maybe the citation is the last bit, which is a spoiler alert <laughs> for people who are about to play Fable Three. You are Jammy in Fable Three, who's yeah. a, a, an instructor of some kind about so, mortars. Yeah. That was great. And you, and you die in the end of the, you die in the game. Well, I've never played it. They never, never, <laughs> a, never sent me a Did they make you go, Oh yeah, I remember that. Ow, ow. There are some weird jobs when you get those and you're just in a, in a room. Like as originally they go, You're in it, Stephen Fry's in it, and Simon Pegg and Jonathan yeah. Ross and all these people, and you go, Oh, brilliant. And then of course you never meet anyone and you're just in a room. And then you just gotta go, that was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> a really weird, really weird job. The, the, the worst one of those was I did one of these, um, you know, like a quiz show, like Buzz, yeah. or whatever they are, the PlayStation where you press the buttons and stuff. And um, and we were watching, uh, I was watching the sort of the screen to see, and, and I had to do the scores. And it took half a day to just, so you had to go, 1,000 points, 2,000 points, 3,000 points, like right up to like 100,000 points. And I was like... <laughs> There isn't any money in the world. So it, oh, I mean, the voiceover stuff is it's like a piss easy job, isn't yeah. it? When you when you get one, and uh, you know, you sort of I did Morrison's for a bit and uh, uh, Churchill and stuff like. You know, you'll take them because they're inside, and that's always a bonus. I think. In fact, someone's <laughs> paying me to work inside. But it's when you it's when you lose all. Um, I think you sometimes you forget that how piss easy the job is sometimes, and the stand up can be hard, but everything else. It's generally easy, and uh, and you forget about your old jobs on building sites or call centres or whatever you were doing in the past. And I remember um, doing one for British Gas, uh, where I was playing. I think I was doing the voice of a radiator, and um, 
and we had and I was in Manchester and the director was in New York and the and the ad team were in London and we were all sort of on here and I just had this engineer who's bored like just reading the paper and um, and this American director was going uh, can you be a little bit more uh, flirtatious and I was, I was like you want me to be a flirty radiator <laughs> And like, it just went on all morning, like, like three hours of it. And then I came out, and I was just about to complain to my dad, I think. My, my dad rang me. He was like, oh, and then, you know, there's someone, like, just scraping chewing gum off a bin outside. I went, I've just had a terrible... Well, no, it's not been that bad. <laughs> 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 I had to be a flirtatious radio. Yes. How could I get into character for that? Letting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> off steam. Uh, so, uh, uh, if you had to have sex with one of the Doctor Who uh, enemies, uh, cre- aliens... Oh wow! Which one would you choose to have sex with? That of those, all of those? Do you well, watch I've never watched it, but I, you know? I, I know um, it's sort of uh, yeah. I don't know what happened there, but I, um, I would say um, well, I only know the Daleks. Yeah. So <laughs> give it a go. Just yeah, to crack I, them open, was, and then it's soft. Oh, okay, in, that's all right. Inside. I thought I was going to have to crack them open. There is a there is a little spongy bit. Oh, in the is middle. it? Yeah. Okay, fine. Cause I thought I was going to have to be the letterboxer. <laughs> <laughs> And if you, that was an old, I went back to the old school, that was an old school question just because it's the last show. Uh, that's one from the previous series. The one from this series is if you had, I'm more mature now. Okay, I wouldn't, good. I wouldn't ask questions like that anymore. If you had to marry one of the Muppets, <laughs> it's just more mature, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. It's more um, mature. I think, um, uh, Grouch, the Grouch one, is he? Oh, yeah, the Oscar the Grouch Street, from, yeah, this, from Sesame Street. That's a bit, he's still a, that's a Muppet, bit dodgy. He's still grown up, still, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. in a children's show, so it's a yeah, bit but it's not. Uh, if I'd have said Elmo, then kick off. What do you like about uh, Oscar the Grouch? I just think, you know, long after the passion had gone, um, <laughs> you'd still have a laugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's important, isn't it, in relationships? <laughs> It's good advice. And you're a fantastic singer, of course. I can sing. Yeah. Yes. Well, you did opera, you do opera stuff. Yeah, yeah, do, do a uh, little bit. And you were in the horn section last night. Someone did, was saying yeah. how amazing you were at the horn section thing, last yeah, night. The little Tom Jones number. Yeah. Do you, do you keep that up? Or you, is it something you, do, you, you just do for you? Do you no, practice? I just I like it. No, no, I'm in the shower like everyone yeah. else. Like, But no, I don't... Um, no, I like doing it. My family were all in like Irish folk bands and, uh, and stuff growing up. So we, everyone sort of... You had to always have a couple of songs just in your back pocket, like yeah. when you went to the pub of a Sunday afternoon, and uh, and you get up and do a number, and because uh, it, it became like like they were a band and they did obviously rehearse, and then after a while, a few drinks went in, and it was just any, they were, anybody could get up in front of them. So <laughs> like, where's one eye Tommy? Get Tommy in, and uh, and then he'd come and sing a song, and um, and so it, you know we sort of everyone just did a couple of numbers really. So I did it from there. And then a couple of years ago, I did a thing uh, for Save the Children, funny enough, where it was like a talent thing where to learn how to opera sing. And I did yeah. so I had about 12 weeks of opera training. And uh, it was good fun, like, I enjoyed it. And uh, and then I was in Sweeney Todd yeah, last yeah. year, yeah. So I managed to wangle myself into that. And uh, <laughs> which was, I just saw the audition come up on Spotlight, it just came up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, get, no one went, get me Manford. <laughs> 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 There's only one man for this job. <laughs> so, um, no, I just sat, I went for an audition in Croydon somewhere, and they were a little bit like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know? And um, managed to get the part and um, loved it. Like, it was great fun to sort of... Uh, I mean, I didn't... I, I never felt... It's odd being in a play because you, you're just so used to being on stage and 
no one's counting on your every word to, to, to get their line in and yeah. there's no orchestra no, you've not got to get the right note or anything like that so um, yeah it was pretty nerve wracking and it was terrifying just because the rest of the cast was so good and like Michael Ball and Imelda Staunton wow, and yeah. like, it was pretty nerve wracking I was playing an Italian barber uh, called Pirelli, who threatened Sweeney Todd, which is never, never advisable. <laughs> and uh, it was great. I was dead by half eight. <laughs> <laughs> Best job I've ever had. If it wasn't yeah. for that battle, I could have got the train home. But, uh, <laughs> just to the you end. don't have to bat. No one would notice if you weren't there at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Did you ever shoot off without going with Dad in the curtain call? Two hours to wait till that battle. <laughs> it is. I think that's weird because as a stand-up, you obviously have the autonomy to go where you want in your show. Mm. Uh, and if you're bored of a bit, you can change it, or if, yeah. you, if you, you know, which you obviously can't really. I can do a little bit in a play, I suppose. But yeah, not really. but not a lot. I mean, not the good thing about, yeah, it's quite like it's not a serious play, but there's obviously serious themes like yeah. murdering people and that. And um, <laughs> and so you can have a. And I, my part was a bit of light relief, I suppose. So was, he was a pretend Italian. In fact, the directions in in Sondheim's book say, um, and I'm not an expert at accents at all, but <coughs> the um, it said. Uh, you can hear his native Irish accent underneath his fake uh, uh, Italian one. Wow. I thought, how on earth am I supposed to? <laughs> how do you do a pretend accent behind a pretend accent? Like, so yeah. I thought, I'll just do the Italian, and if they can hear Irish, well done then. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And you do, you're on tour with this, so you've been doing the show in Edinburgh, this your tour show you're doing in Edinburgh? Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that for an Which was the, the first world... Problems. Yeah, first of all, so sort of, uh, you know, just a gener generic title that I'd yeah. heard online. I thought that 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 covers enough without yeah. me having to write towards it. Yeah, so to me, like sometimes you put yourself under a bit of pressure with a with a title, and uh, you're like jokes about bins. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> like, why have I done this? So um, yeah, I just thought that's it. that's a term everyone knows before you've even turned up. Yeah. Like, what that is, which yeah. is so. I find know. it very annoying on Twitter when people do it though. People are always, you know, you say something, first world problem. Oh, Right, yeah. yeah, it is. A f I live in the first world, so yeah. it's my. Pr so it's not like when people go. Problem. There are worse things in the world than that. You go. What? So I'm not allowed to yeah. write anything unless it's the worst possible thing. Yeah. I've just been had my genital mutilation and been raped and yes. murdered. Happy now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember posting something when Amy Winehouse uh, sadly passed away, and I, I said, "Oh, you know, poor Amy, or whatever it was. You know, what, what a terrible thing." And somebody said, "What about all our boys out there getting killed every day?" And I said, well, the thing with the human heart is you're able to feel sorry for more than one thing at a time. <laughs> I'm not going, sorry, guys, I'm going to give today to Amy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fucking idiot. It has to be the most. I'm only going to get upset about the worst thing. And then, and then if I find something worse, I'm going to be pretty annoyed with myself. For getting, <laughs> getting you, like me, uh, nearly died of whooping, whooping cough, whooping cough. Yes, as when you were young. I was six weeks old when I got it. I'm harder than you. Oh yeah, no, I was a couple of years old. A couple of years older, yeah. three or four. I think. That's another yeah. one of your near-death experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember anything about it? Because I don't. No, not no. I don't remember a thing about it. I'm no. sure it was. Do you, not do you know nice. if you uh, how what age you were breastfed until? That's one more question. Um, I'm asking. That's not just for you. That question. I'm not looking at you. Going. I bet it was quite <laughs> <Right>. recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, what do you mean until? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of something going <laughs> yeah. down your cheek. <laughs> Do you know? Were, were um, you breastfed? I think my brother came around pretty quickly after yeah. me, so because uh, we were twins. No, uh, so because um, 
You so, were knocked off the yeah, teeth. I think so, yeah. <laughs> she had two, didn't she? Yeah, no, but you know, it's awkward, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassment. Yeah, I died. A, I, I nearly died a few times growing, like, growing up, like I think, as a, as a child, because I, I, there was one time, I think I was about three or four, I was bouncing on a sofa and uh, just bounced straight out the window. Just straight out. <laughs> just gone straight out. I mean, I was on the ground floor, but still. <laughs> still, it was... <laughs> Was the window open at the yeah. time? Was, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My brother went through some French window. My brother just didn't realise the French windows yeah. and just ran through them. But he was all right. <laughs> he was fine. My sister, I never got, I never got into trouble like that. I was very, I was a very timid. I child. drank some bleach once as well. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, that Would was you recommend it? Um, I could, I could, nice? Well, it was when I was four, and I can still taste it when I burp. Wow. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it just lasts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your dad, uh, I'm interested actually, your dad was a stenographer, or is he still a stenographer? Yeah, he was, yeah, no, he does, he's, he's retired now, but uh, yeah, he was a stenographer at the Crown Courts in Manchester. Wow. And uh, Did he practice at home on you? Did Because that's like the, when they're yeah. in Crown Court doing that. Yeah, and he was, well, what's, he was a Cra- lot... In Crown Court, yeah. Yes, that's, that's the main it. reference. That's the one, Not yeah. regular courts, Crown Court, the 1970s yeah. lunchtime <laughs> drama. That's where it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because he was a logger for years as well, which right. is where you just literally log in. Oh, as okay. things happen, you go, you take that down. And my dad is like six foot five, like, and, he's, uh, and he's ten and a half stone. So if you imagine this really long, just... Just a lanky streak of piss, like just really long, thin bloke. And um, I went to do um, something in Canada uh, for the Richard and Judy Book Club. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. I, I know. thought, you know, I thought I Gino know. and Mel was. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like to talk about it. People think I'm showing off. But, um, <laughs> it was like one of the first things that I managed to get on telly, I think. And anyway, they sent me to Canada to read a book. I could have done it at home, but <laughs> they had a hell of a budget back then. And um, and we went over to Canada, and we were sat around, and we met this massive Canadian. He was the like the biggest man you've ever seen, like muscles on muscles. He was like six foot six, and he was just the biggest guy you've ever seen. And he sat next to my dad, who's this like really long, streaky, <laughs> thin guy. And he said to my dad, "What do you do for a living?" And my dad said, "Oh, I'm a logger." And this guy went, <laughs> "Me too." <laughs> and then he looked at my dad like, "How how big are the trees there?" <laughs> Bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking them out too quickly. <laughs> uh, so when you did a show, um, you're turning into your dad. Yes. Was that because you'd started only writing everyone's conversations? <laughs> no, I'm hoping to get thin like him. To be um, no, I mean again, it was just a nice generic yeah, yeah. title, it which uh, meant I didn't have to worry about it, it too much. Nice. And so yeah, but like me, I think a little bit. We're quite chunky boys, mm. but you've got very. But I've, I've got done it a couple of times. I've got quite slim. You got very yeah. slim. Didn't yeah, you? I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know how. I just. I I, I, every so often I go right. I've got to do this. You know yeah. what I mean. And, and you go right. I'm going to do this Monday. I'll do it Monday. And then. Um, <laughs> and like I find Men's Health magazine, and then but then like W H Smith, but then get the the you know the the, the Galaxy Bar for a pound. So you feel like oh shit. But um, yeah, no, I keep doing it like especially when you got kids. I think you just go right. I need to. This is not good that I'm out of breath. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just chasing after them in the park and that. So I just thought, right, I need to sort this out. So, uh, but I've just I've just signed up. For, well, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but I'm, I'm, I've been asked to do something with um, Men's Health magazine. Funny enough, oh, yeah. yeah, where they, you know, you sort of uh, do like a six month uh, thing. So yeah. yeah, I just thought because I know I can do it, and um, and I, I figure that there's a quite a lot of blokes who look roughly the same uh, the same shape as us. Yeah. And 
And I thought, do you know, if I could do it, I reckon there'll be quite a few blokes who will go, well, if that fat bastard, <laughs> so can I. So, yeah, I'd like to, but it's, it's weird being, um, I, I don't know if you're funnier when you're a, a bit chunkier. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if, yeah. People I say don't that, don't they? But I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it is, but maybe if you sort of subconsciously. When I was young, I really thought that. And I wasn't even that really mm. fat when I was young, but I thought, oh, I can't. When yeah, I was yeah. first came to Edinburgh, I was 18 or 19, I thought, I can't lose the weight because I won't be funny if I'm not. But fat. I think it's because audiences. Yeah, I think there's, there isn't any good looking comedians, right? There's no good looking. <laughs> there's nobody that you'd be like, oh, that, could, that person could be a model. Because people don't trust good looking people. Because you go, as a, you know, certainly to tell stories, because you go, well, you've not so because look how nice you look. <laughs> so I think there's an element of that as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll just stay fat for my career. <laughs> You're still a young man. I think you can. I think you can do it. It's harder as you get older. But uh, I'm going. I'm, I'm running a half marathon. That should sort it out. My my two weeks of training should sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I die, then I'll get really thin. That's me like. <laughs> Be the like ultimate a, diet. Yeah, like a skeleton. Hey, look, Jason, we're going to have quickly uh, have the stand up act from Brilliant. Ray, so if that's you could, great. If you could hop off stage, I will you'll be, you will you. be back. They'll give a massive round of applause to Jason Manford for the moment. Oh, Very, thank you. What a great guy. My fantastic guest. So, yeah, so our last five minute stand up spot is from someone who hopefully will be at the Edinburgh Fringe 2014, and I might not be. Look at that. I'm just making a bit of jeopardy there. There's, I'm going to be fucking back. I'll be back here. I'll be back here doing this again. Oh, this is the last time. Uh, so, uh, but he's, he's, he works behind the bar. You can get a drink from him after the show. <laughs> Maybe you'll buy him a drink after the show. That would be quite, quite good fun. Uh, so, will you please welcome the fantastic Wayne Mazasta? So, when I was white, <laughs> it was a good old days, right? <laughs> no, actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm from Zimbabwe. Um, I've been living here for three years. And um, before I started doing stand-up and working behind the bar, uh, I used to work in a bingo hall, which is a really good place if you're a fan of racism. <laughs> But but it's 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 okay. Like I, I actually think it's okay for like old people to be to be a bit racist. <laughs> Mo you know, come on. Mostly because they're they're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of those things. Like I can't wait to be eighty so I can be so racist. That it's okay to be. Um, I'll I'll give you an example of a situation. Um, I had a mohawk. I got a mohawk one day. Uh, I was going through a phase, and uh, <laughs> and I got to work. And as soon as I walked in, like two of them just ran towards me, and um, they were really excited. They were like, "Wayne, that's a that's a really nice haircut. Is it tribal?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's it's mating season." <laughs> Then I shagged one of them. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of standard we're dealing with, though. Um, um, I remember, like, uh, this is my favorite, though. Um, they were reading a magazine, um, a group of them, and they saw a picture of somebody. They thought it was me, so they ran over. And they're like, Wayne, Wayne, we just saw you in the magazine. You must be doing really well. And I was like, mm, you know, 
okay, then I looked, I mean, it was a picture of a random black man, right? <laughs> I was just asking myself at the time, like, why do I even bother, right? But anyway, I was, I'm standing there looking at this picture of Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> I need dreadlocks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I quite enjoy, um, um, I, I enjoyed the banter though, it was fine. I mean, Old people remind me of kids. They're quite sweet, are they? Yeah. Um, I, I remember, like, I had a tree once. Um, I used um, a train from London. I was coming from a gig. Then I sat um, next to these two little girls, roughly about four years old. Twins. How do I know? They had the same shoes on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. And then... <laughs> And they had the mother just across the sitting across me, right? And the mom fell asleep and the kids looked really bored. So I decided to play a game with them. Right? Uh, it's, 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 you do this, it's it's quite popular, you do this, it's then they 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 come out, then you do that, then then it's a complicated game. <laughs> <laughs> but they enjoyed it and they started making too much noise. Then the mom woke up really, really angry. And it was like, you guys are making a lot of noise. What's going on? And I swear, one of the little girls just screamed on top of her voice, we're playing hide and seek with the chocolate man. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> so there was nothing I could do at the time, um, obviously. So I just waited for the mom to fall asleep and I punched one of them. <laughs> no, I'm not even sure which one. Um, <laughs> but it's, 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 um, but you know, kids are fun though. Um, I, you know, I actually have worked with kids before in the mines and they're just <laughs> lovely little people. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, usually that joke doesn't work. People just get angry and say, you know, that's not, that's not funny. But, but I'm allowed to say that because one, I'm a comedian, right? And two, I have kids, right? Believe it or not, I have kids. And I wake up every morning and I look out through the window and I know that somewhere out there, their parents are looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have been awesome. Thank you very much for having me. You can see him behind the stand bar, and then I think he's going to be a big star. Uh, please welcome back Jason Manford. That's awesome. Awesome. So you're, you're touring your show, is it? Yeah, is it I think he could, def he could definitely good. win Northwest Comedian. Yeah, <laughs> we'll send him down. I'm telling send him, piss it, piss it. <laughs> but not the EDL uh, Comedian of the Year. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your t are you halfway through your tour? Oh, you? just everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I sort of what I do is I get a map and then I put pins in all the places I'm playing, and then we do like a radius of four, like about 35, 40 miles and colour it all in. Yeah. And then anywhere there's green, we go right. Is there a theatre there? And then we sort of try and cover <laughs> it. So I'm doing about 165 dates. Something like right. That. So yeah, right through till next next April. So. Wow. 
Wow. I know, yeah. It'll be all right, Sonny. Pissing about, isn't it? It is, but it do, it's the driving. The driving's the hard part. The but driving and the crashing. Is that the crashing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the driving is it's literally of you, the hard part. My insurance part. is so fucking high. I've never crashed in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only I was insured. <laughs> I don't know, I find, I'm, I've, I've been touring like every year for about 12 years and mm. I don't do, I mean, I've done, I've done 90 day tours, I yeah. guess, at the most. I, I just find it, too, it's, it's just wearing me down a bit. So this year I'm going to do like a 30 day tour. Yeah, um, yeah. And just to go to the places where they like me. Yeah, I've taken out a few, a few places where I've gone yeah. home. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just sort of, I kind of enjoy it. I, and I also only do it uh, every three or four years, like maybe four years or something, because... I just can't. Like, I think if you if you're writing gags, if you're Jimmy Carr or someone, you're writing gags, or you've got an idea for a show and you can write around it, then then you can write a bit more prolifically. But for me, I, I just I'm waiting for stuff to happen, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of pressure on my family. <laughs> um, like I'm looking at the kids going, can you, you if you are enjoying this life you've become accustomed to, you better start being funny quick. <laughs> <laughs> and do you write all your stuff yourself, or do you have do you have um, program I, I have associates? A, yeah, no, I have a I have a, um, a process which is uh, I write the show and I get it to a, a point where I think oh this is good and then I sort of and then I rattle it through and start doing some comedy club dates and then I do some smaller gigs and then I've got a couple of mates so like um, a mate of mine called Steve Edge who's a is an actor rather yeah. than a comedian um, Gary Delaney yeah. a friend of mine um, another guy called uh, Andrew Bird and they come along and then we all just sort of sit around afterwards and and see if we can improve stuff really so uh, but yeah I, I, that's how I've done it on the last two tours and it just helps because sometimes you think a joke is a joke until somebody adds the punchline and then you go what was I doing before <laughs> like what was, I did one on on, uh, on my f last tour I think where I had this observation which was about when you're really nervous um, when you get a child from the hospital and you drive home and you're going about four mile an hour and you're yeah. crying and like with the pressure and you, there's old people walking past you on the pavement and tractors overtaking you and stuff like that. that, sort of, that sort of. And that was enough and then I sort of carried on and then did something else. And I remember Gary Delaney saying to me, why don't you say at the end, why don't you say, you go really slowly and you're really nervous, you think I've strapped the baby in all right and you, you've got that pressure responsibility, you, you go around every corner and uh, you know tractors are overtaking you, old people are, are walking past you. Uh, you can, every time you go around a corner you can hear the baby moving about in the boot. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, of course. Now it's a joke. Before yeah. it was just a, a bit, you know, yeah, it was yeah. just a sentence, you know, jokeoid. Yeah. And uh, and now it's a joke. So yeah, I think you've, I think these days, you know, people are spending a lot of money to come and see you. And I think, uh, for me anyway, I I just think, well, unless I've I'd hate to get to a point, you know, like 80 gigs in, where like a friend of mine, like Gary or something, came to see the show and goes, oh, here's like four or five punchlines to those, uh, some of the bits you've been doing. I think, oh shit, what, 80 people have paid 25 quid or what, 22 quid to see it. So I think with that weight responsibility, I think, why wouldn't you just... Yeah, I guess it happens on a smaller out. level with the most, you know, if you do a gig in a comedy club and you go backstage often, a company go, how about this or do Absolutely, this? Absolutely, yeah. If you've got funny that? mates, then, yeah, yeah. you know, keep, keep them around, yeah. yeah so, uh, That's yeah. cool. Right, we're going to do a competition to close. So someone's going to win my groceries and some others. And a bottle of champagne, that's not bad, is it? And whatever, let's see, and what scotch money I've got in my wallet. Whatever scotch money I've got. Scotch. <laughs> yeah, they're they're so can, used to it now, they won't. You can get that get changed. Do you get that changed no, when you it's, get it's, use, it's useless to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I've got mainly English. Look at that. I'm pretty, pretty loaded, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. That's not even all of it. He's got some of it in the bank as well. Hello. <laughs> 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 I've got £40 in scotch money. Woo! 
Boom! Pretty good. This is a pretty good prize. Uh, and all of that stuff. Uh, so what we need you to do is everyone to stand up. Um, and we're going to make statements that are either true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. Uh, if you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. No cheating. This is very serious. There's champagne and money on offer. So if you see anyone cheating, you can punch them in the face really hard. There is no law within the stand that you can murder someone if they cheat. There's the laws are suspended. My first statement of truth or falsehood is that Jason Manford's dad, the stenographer, is called Ian. Is that true or false? What is the answer? That is true. It is true. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would. You think it would be a joke, Richard Herring name, but it really is. You know, oh, I'll do that one as another one. Uh, have you got? Have you got any statements of truth or false? I can do some more if you like. Oh right. Oh, we're not. not I'll do another one now. Go on, then. The man who uh, owns uh, Greg's, the baker, is called Ian Greg's. Is that true or false? <laughs> He's a hero, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Although that is the name I give to anyone who owns the. I call it I- Ian Apple. Ian <laughs> Barclay. <laughs> but I- Ian Greg's is actually That's called. Where it's from. actually called Ian Greg's. It's not where it's from. He just is. He just happens to. That's be called. brilliant. Do you have any statements about yourself or about anything? me? Yeah, um, or anything. Okay. Yeah, um, facts. It can be. Um, I've probably got some. some uh, go on, you, I'll let you do. It. I've, okay. I, I need <laughs> someone else to write them for me. I Jason Manford went to the University of Manchester. Is that true or false? It is false. It's false. Yeah. Sol- University of Salford, a very yes. different place. A very different. Yes. <laughs> An old glue factory. Uh, These people don't even think I went to university. The <laughs> <laughs> one still stood up. <laughs> uh, Jason Manford is the oldest of five children in his family. Is that true or false? <laughs> a lot of people come for false. Is that true or false? It is true. It's true. Oh, yeah. Who's still in? This gentleman, orange, old orange T-shirt. Are you the oh, only one? Girl there. You still in? Oh, there's a couple over there. There's people at the back. Can we get the lights up so I can see the the people who arrived late? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I am driving home today in my car, and I have booked a hotel on the way in Carlisle. Is that true or false? I'm going to stop off in Carlisle on my way home. It's a good place to stop, wouldn't it be? It is false. I'm stopping off in Lancaster. Ah! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sit down, sit down, little lion lady. Uh, so th- you two are in. You're in. Um, I'm doing. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, he's still in. What we're going to do now to finish it off? Anyone else at the back? No. Uh, what we're going to do is whoever gets closest to whatever number my Nike fuel band is on. These are good. You should get these. Okay. Uh, and then you can I've, make I've, sure you I've got one actually. Uh, I do go, one. Yes. Do one then. Whoever gets close to the number of complaints that I received once. Uh, when presenting an episode of The One Show, yeah. uh, where I did a joke about the woman who put that cat in that bin that time. Okay. <laughs> How many complaints do you think were made, sir? 194, madam? Uh, 150. And uh, madam, I think it's very dark back there. 220, which is the closest? It's 147. Right. That's very close. So you've won, I think, yeah? Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Come up and get your stuff at the end. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 I'll give it you when everyone's gone. Uh, will you please give a massive round of applause to Jason Manford? What a terrific man! And Wayne Disaster. He'll be a great barman or a great comic, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone at the stand, Tommy, Dave, uh, and everyone. Jerry, of course, back there. Thank you, Jerry, uh, and everyone at the bar staff, uh, and all that. Thanks for having me. Have a good time. See you next year. Bye.